Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Ice Elves Fit Podcast. I'm Coach Jeremy. I'm Coach Mo. And we're talking all things fitness, nutrition, mindset, and recovery with our focus on the nutrition side of things today. Yeah. Let's talk about food. It's been a while since we have. I mean, I think we we sprinkle in talking about food every single podcast somehow. We do. Because we do. I think it's uh, one of our favorite topics, personally. Yeah. Each of us yeah. in our own way. Yeah, very much so. It's uh, because we love food so much. Yeah. We're both food lovers. Yes. I'm not under the guise that food is fuel. <laughs> <laughs> it is. And. <laughs> it's also very enjoyable. Yeah. And that's a big part of uh, the approach that we take at Ice House versus uh, here's your calorie count, here's your macros, here's your fad diet, go. Right. Yeah. Um, and so we want to talk about that a little bit today and um, talking about like the longevity of nutrition. Mm-hmm. Um we have run our fair share of six-week challenges. We're sneakily bringing one back that is unlike anything else you've ever seen before. Mm-hmm. And uh, knowing that it is the kickstart to the journey. It is not the end-all, be-all. And there's a lot of confusion out there with food. Absolutely. I just saw uh, in my precision nutrition group, uh, yeah. somebody was just talking about being called out for recommending that their uh, clients eat fruits and vegetables. And yep. again, yeah. somebody's somebody's been um, told or they've been recruited into a very dogmatic approach to nutrition that says only this, none of that. Yeah. And we're looking at, we're recording this in uh, late November, early December, we're looking towards that new year. A lot of people are going to be looking at their nutrition choices. Absolutely. If they aren't already. Yeah. And thinking about what's the, what is the diet that I can adopt for my new year's resolution or to drop this holiday weight that I've maybe packed on a little bit. Of. And it can be very confusing out there with every different variation under the sun. Everybody thinks that they have that super secret new thing that's going to get you the results right now and it will yep 100 percent. it will get you the result right now mm-hmm. and <laughs> six months down the road you're going to be back to where you were if not bigger mm-hmm. and that's uh, that's i mean you can read uh, i was listening to a lot of nerdy podcasts i just drove for 13 hours and then i love to dive into the nerdy podcast and you can cite pretty much any uh peer-reviewed literature that talks about uh, the the regain mm-hmm. you know you look at um i one of the studies they they talked about was um like your oh, super obese population six out of seven of them have lost a significant amount of weight at some point mm-hmm. and then it comes back yeah and the hard part like one of the the best pieces of advice i think uh, both jeremy and i will agree on this Sometimes we disagree on nutrition, so it's fun. Mm. (laughs) Is if you're going into the holiday and you're like, okay, I want to lose the the holiday weight. I want to like bring it back on track, right? Whatever you look at, can you do it for 10 years? Can you do whatever you're about to look at for 10 years? And if the answer is yes, go for it. Mm -hmm. Do it. If you're looking at this of like, oh, I can... You get into this fad thing and it's like by a month, like one and a half, two, right? Because there's the honeymoon period, Mm -hmm. right? Nutrition is a lot like a relationship. 
and there's that honeymoon period with the like oh this is great I feel great everything's wonderful woo and then there's like the the like oh <laughs> real life sets in you know yeah. they don't do laundry the way you do laundry they don't like cook the way you cook mm-hmm. and, and it's the same with the with the nutrition plan you're like okay like this is getting monotonous this is getting challenging this isn't easy for me to I do. don't enjoy the things i'm eating anymore not even a little bit i'm having fevered dreams of whatever your favorite food is that you haven't been able to eat because it's now become forbidden yeah and if you if you can't do the thing that you're on the path that you're on for 10 years that doesn't mean just hop off of the path that means that like maybe we need to tweak that mm-hmm. and and jeremy and i've talked about this we've done almost everything under the sun we've been those people we've done the everything that works and or tried and for me like i know for me counting calories is it's too much like of all the things that i have to do in the day counting my calories is not one of those that's going to happen or logging your food in an app yeah nope like nightmare nightmare right there and I know if I eat real food and vegetables, I'm, I'm doing great. Like I adopt more of a paleo style mm-hmm. of eating. Um, inadvertently has become a little bit more intermittent fasting than I like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but if I can, it, three meals, paleo style, fruits and vegetables, meat, some starch, no sugar. Uh, I do awesome. Like life is grand. Um and then if I'm like, ooh, I'm going to try this thing where I have to in there, like, you need to count everything and weigh everything and measure everything. I'm like, I'm out. Mm-hmm. I'm out right away. And for some people, that is like the easiest thing they've ever done. And so that's what makes nutrition, I think, challenging mm-hmm. is that what I love, what works for me, you might think is a nightmare. Exactly. Or, I mean, that that goes to individual taste as well. Yeah. Like, I will eat every brassica f- variation out there but you know your broccoli your kale your kohlrabi your uh brussels sprouts all of them love them i love kohlrabi yeah and there's like- some people who can't stand it at yeah. all i was like i could eat i could literally eat broccoli every single meal and i'm just like yeah i dig it i'm here for this yeah, yeah. same it can be boring steamed it can be like you know all the different variations you can cook it um even if it is just out of a steamer bag, I'm like, yeah, I can, I can just deal with this. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. I look forward to it. Yep. Um, and other people that, that is their nightmare. Yeah. Like even just the smell of it makes them physically ill. (laughs) And so that's what, like as coaches, um, you know, people want the thing. And so that's why we have, uh, you know, probably five different types of nutrition that we work in Mm -hmm. because it, we have to, right? Like to meet people where they are, if I give a brand new person who is just starting fitness and working out and saying, Hey, I need you to track my measure count, log in my fitness pal and, and figure it all out. They're going to, it's, it'll last two weeks. Mm-hmm. If we're lucky, it's a month. Yeah. And then what usually happens is the overwhelm is so great that they stop everything. Mm-hmm. It's not just like, oh, I need to tweak my nutrition. It's like, all of this is too much, I'm out. And so now we've lost them on all of the fronts. Yeah. And for people listening to this, if you've ever found yourself in that um, situation, like you're not alone. That that happens happens to us as well, where 
you know, life happens and it becomes very difficult to maintain, um, especially things that aren't habitual yet. Yeah. Habits are incredibly difficult to build. Yes. And to go from a health-seeking behavior to an actual habit is very, very difficult. A habit should be something that you just do without thinking. Yeah. And one of the things with, I think, in nutrition that uh, you have to be willing to let go of your old self. Like if you're ready to really make like a true full on life altering change, which we know when it comes to health and fitness and physique, anyway, mm-hmm. body composition, nutrition is 90% of the battle. Absolutely right? is. It just is uh, like you can work out two hours a day, but like the, this, the one stereotype of you can't how to train a bad diet is pretty true. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, um, and so you have to be willing to, Say like, I am worth it and I'm willing to make this change from a behavioral standpoint. Yeah. And well. it's, it's being able to, you know, we've talked about lifestyle as, you know, choices that we make and being able to take those choices and apply them to things that actually do make us feel good and actually do bring us forward. Yeah. Um, that's one of the one of the hardest pieces for people to make um, that decision for because it does mean that you are letting go of yourself and your identity of like who you are like i i am a person who eats these foods yeah. i am a person who values convenience over uh, nutrient quality yep and so being able to let go of those pieces and find a way to believe that i am a person that believes in eating high quality foods i'm a person that believes in eating more vegetables and that's that's where that mindset piece came in right yeah. so when we look at ice house and we look at why is our mindset piece because uh ice house turns eight in 2023 mm-hmm. right and so for the last eight years we've watched it happen and the same kind of pattern happens somebody starts at the gym go all in things are great about that three month mark things start to get a little weird they start to get real it starts to get serious we're into dating relationship now Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then we we push through that we make it to about the six month mark and then we notice the weight gain starts to come back Mm -hmm. it's usually the six to eight month mark and you're like man this person was making awesome strides they made it through the the dip the thing that they don't know if they want to keep doing it or not they made it through that they've realized that it's important and then it's like well now it's eh, and i go back to my old habits mm-hmm. pre-gym habits or i'm doing i'm having the pattern of i go to the gym because i know that it's something that i should do um i'm moving my body and then i'm hitting a drive through on the way back yeah. Or I'm making I'm making food choices that are not in alignment with the activities that I'm doing or the the goals that I'm telling myself that I have. And we've I mean we've had people light up a cigarette in the parking lot, yeah. right? Like it, it's like they go way back. Mm-hmm. And um so that's when we were like, okay, we need to get serious about changing the behavior that leads to the nutrition. Yeah. And that's Simple, not easy, as, as many <laughs> things that we do are. Yeah. And so when we when we talk about like really looking at the whole person, that's what brought this on is the the years of data showing us that around the eight month mark, 
they either buy full in and this is their healthy lifestyle and they've made the commitment to letting go of that identity or the pull is too strong and we're back to where we were. Mm-hmm. Right. And then once, once somebody has committed to going to the gym all of the time and like that part is solid, that part's their habit. They're in line with that. And we lost them on the nutrition front. I f- in my opinion, it is more challenging to bring them back to nutrition at that point than it is to get them at the beginning. I'd agree with that. Yeah. Because there's a more heavy handed internal belief on the person who has adopted the physical aspects mm-hmm. of expressing their training and expressing their fitness. And there's that deep seated root belief or identity aspect of the nutrition side of things. Yeah. That is, it's a tough one to pull out. It's a tough one to deal with. It is because it's, it's surrounded by so many factors, mm-hmm. right? Like it's not as simple as calories in calories out on a thermogenic way. Like if we were to strip away our brains, <laughs> mm-hmm. our bodies understand calories in calories out. Mm-hmm. Our brains do not. And like, I would say probably like 90% of people eat not because they're hungry. Yeah. There's many other uh, needs that they have that are being unfulfilled at the moment. And that unfulfilled need is easily started to be scratched by a bag of chips or whatever food is a comforting thing for you. Yeah. That can go all the way, you know, food, that can be alcohol as well. Yeah. So you have like, uh, you know, the unmet need, which um, I've shared before, like uh, I didn't realize that every major meeting or difficult conversation, I would grab a snack. Mm -hmm. Um, So you have like that impulse eating, that buffering eating. You have the like uh, loneliness, boredom eating. You have social eating. Um, I can't remember the last social event I've been to without some type of food um, or alcohol for that matter. Um, then you have like actual hunger and performance eating, yep. which plays a part if you're, if you're in that basket and then you have like holiday, right? So there are so many different, uh, aspects that play into food, which make it really challenging. And so when that's why we go back to like, what is something you can do for 10 years? Right. And if we can get there, it makes a lot of these other conversations a little bit easier yeah yeah it absolutely does and you know we're not telling everybody to dump everything that you're doing (laughs) and just say uh yeah i'm I'm gonna i'm gonna dump all my friends i'm gonna change all my relationships because there's too many too many um uh what's the word i'm looking for um temptations yeah in all of these things it's it's being able to talk with somebody like a coach and say um, okay, I have these types of situations that I find myself in. I get invited out for work happy hours all the time. Yep. It leads to me drinking too much, which leads to me eating a bunch of chicken wings or going through a drive through or ordering a pizza, whatever that looks like. How can I manage that? Or what are the, the situations that I can, how can I change that situation without saying, I'm going to be the person that's no fun <laughs> and I'm never going to just hang out. I'm just a hermit now. Mm -hmm. I'm a hermit while I work on my health. And that's what's really, like Jeremy said, if we can have those conversations and we can be able to talk out, like, what is actually going on? Mm -hmm. And 
and this takes like if you're the coach out there you'll understand this this takes three to four months for people to be really honest about what is going on in their world it's a uh, it's simple for people to say like oh i haven't really worked out mm-hmm. it's more challenging than for them to really talk about what's happening with their food because they know that's where you really have to make the change right and uh there are are ways that you can still have all of the things you want to have you it gets to be both everybody you can have both you can have the social life and the friends and the things and the the health goals that you want to have that requires an honest conversation that's going to require a tough choice here and there absolutely it is like when the friends are drinking too much and going for pizza it might be time to say hey this is super awesome good night guys i'm gonna go sleep right um and it doesn't mean you have to shut yourself in and be a hermit yeah exactly exactly that um i just forgot my train of thought something that uh i thought was really fascinating i was uh i think it was on instagram there's a the guy that was in remember the titans um one of the actors he lost like talking about ethan supley yeah like 250 pounds or something like that weird it's crazy because i was just thinking like five minutes ago i was thinking about him and i was like oh no i don't mention him no let's do this um it's an incredible story if you if you haven't heard it or watched his transformation yeah yeah. and so like every day he goes to the gym and he says i i killed my clone today and i think this is the part that jeremy and i are really talking about when we're like you have to become a different person Right. And I believe there are two people inside of you, especially when it comes to our health. Right. And I experienced this on the daily. This like when I heard this story, I was like, that makes so much sense. Mm -hmm. Like I killed my clone today. You have you have the part of you that's like, yes, change. We're doing this. Hell yeah. I'm in. Let's go. Full send. You have the other part of you that's like this chair is really comfy. This couch is really comfy. And I love carbs. Mm hmm right and so you have these two clones and when you're when you're on the the weight loss journey it can be fun to create an identity right you get to just name it you know you can name like uh i i killed aretha today i don't know where aretha came from but (laughs) (laughs) and that means that you this is a, a for every person i believe on the planet this is an everyday battle there are super fit people that wake up and have to kill their clone that day and so when you're i think there's this uh misconception that when you're in the fitness industry or you're a coach or you're a super fit human being or whatever that looks like to be super fit right Mm -hmm. that it's just easy yeah or you know thinking about people who may work out in a group setting you've got you've got the person who just started in they're feeling uh, like they don't measure up next yeah. to the people who've been there for five, 10 years or been that have a training age of 20 years. They've, they've been an athlete for a long, long time and they're working on maintenance. And it's easy to say, well, they don't have to struggle. Like they, it's just easy for them. Yeah. And it's the same thing we talk about in strength training is that it never really gets easier. You just get stronger. You just get stronger. Yeah. That's you resist you resist your easier temptations much more easily the, to a point that where they don't become tempta- temptations anymore. Yeah, and 
the the voice isn't as loud on the temptation it's yeah. still there mm-hmm. right it's it like that chocolate cake is still chocolate cake right yeah. like it's, it's, it's still delicious it's still, still delicious yeah. <laughs> and so it's there it's just the 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 experience of of winning what you winning the direction you want to go outweighs that chocolate cake at a, at a certain point in time and at a certain point in time it doesn't and it's just a hard choice to not do it and or it becomes an easy choice to do it and being able to say that I'm choosing this amount absolutely today yeah rather than having a giant piece I'm having a measured amount yeah and I'm allowing myself because I'm choosing this in this moment and I'm going to enjoy it and be guilt free about it and not turn this into a shame spiral or a binge event Absolutely. And this is funny because we had this conversation at Thanksgiving at my house and I I heard one of your athletes talk about it yesterday. Uh, The pie, Mm -hmm. the Thanksgiving pie, right? And my brother and I were joking because we had, uh, my father had made some chicken noodle soup that we never get. And so we're like, if we eat six bowls really fast, it won't feel like we ate six bowls till later. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And that goes with the pie, right? So you load up the plate with a dessert, you go by the dessert line at your family holiday and we have more holidays coming up and you load up the plate or you try to get it all in and like, you feel like misery later. Right. Mm. Or you take the one piece and you like take the moment to enjoy it and you wait 10 minutes, 15 minutes. And you'll notice if you wait that long, you're actually, you're like, ah, I'm good. Like, I don't actually want any more of that. Mm-hmm. And we've gotten so in the habit of rushing through everything that it's so easy to just load that up, shove it in, and then be like, oh, no. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. no. <laughs> and so allowing yourself that space and that time to, like, be like, ah, oh, have a conversation with the person next to you. Talk to your family. Hang out for a little bit. And then be like, oh actually chew the food actually taste it (laughs) yeah like the i'm i'm actually really good Mm -hmm. i'm good yeah and and that goes with uh you know things like alcohol choices as well 100 percent. it's the difference between uh drinking the lightest um the lightest beer possible because it's lowering calories and may not be your favorite or it's just acceptable for you yeah. To having something that is aged, has a lot more flavor to it, and having one of those versus 10 of your light beers. Yeah. Like, or having one really, really great um, craft beer versus 10 light. 10 light beers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And those are the choices that become a little bit easier as you get better at this. Um, as you get more experienced at this, I don't know if anybody ever gets better, but as you get more experienced at this, those choices are the ones that it feels like they're like it, when you're the new person, it feels like they're not battling those choices mm-hmm. and it it's, they're still there. It's learning what tools are in the toolbox to, to utilize it, to, to make the best decision. Yeah. hundred percent on that. Um, branching into a similar topic with nutrition. Yeah. Um, Let's talk about the the ideas around supplements. We talked a little bit on a previous podcast on like what ones we recommend. Yeah. Um, let's talk about the the trap of the the supplement from like a not only from a nutritional standpoint, but also from a um, a mindset component of this as well. Of like, why do people seek out the uh, help of supplements? 
Yeah, it's um, uh, in my experience, people start on the supplement journey because they think it's more convenient. Mm-hmm. And typically there's some type of infomercial Instagram, something like that, that shows that like you could be jacked in 12 weeks or whatever it is. you just have our product. Our product and our product only, and it's going to help you and life is going to be great, mm-hmm. right? And so there's a little bit of the... Um, the excitement around that, right? The, the, oh, they can do it. I can do it too. Right. And it's that honeymoon phase. Mm-hmm. The other reason I think is convenience because you can drink a shake instead of trying to figure out food. Yeah. Right. And the hard part is, is the majority of the time, nobody's asking, what am I drinking? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what am I putting into my body? What is it doing to my body? Where is this going? Um, there's no replacement for food, everybody. The only replacement for food is food. Food. Or different food. Or food-like substances, right? And so <coughs> I think that this is a um, a trap we see a lot. And I've actually had people like in sales meetings ask like, okay, so what supplements do you recommend? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, vitamin D. <laughs> and regular food. And just food, mm-hmm. right? And... We know um, the shakes will put you in a caloric deficit, mm-hmm. right? Um, so we use an in-body, and we all actually just did them this morning for funsies. And I want to say I, I glanced at my BMR, which is your basal metabolic rate. So if you were to have a full-on Netflix and chill day, do nothing. Mm-hmm. That is your basal metabolic rate is, is the calories your body needs to sustain life. Right, to breathe, to get your heart to beat, to get your lungs to inflate, to twitch, to move. Um, that's your basal money rod. And then you have your total daily ener- energy expenditure, your TDEE. Um, and that is the amount of calories it takes to just live your normal life. Whatever your activity levels are. Yeah, so if you're a sedentary person, it's going to be a little less. If you're a manual laborer, it's going to be a little bit more. If you're a person that like... You know, maybe has a desk job, but you work at a plant that's the size of Amazon. Like, okay, your TDE is going to be a little higher. Um, you know, it just depends on, like, your daily activity. This is uh, before exercise for the most part. Uh, no, it's including no, it's exercise. Inclusive. All My activity. Um, so that's also, like, how often do you work out? Um, what days do you work out? What's your average caloric expenditure? So when we look at um, when we look at shakes, so let's say uh, I'm just going to take a stab in the dark because I don't do a ton of calories. I'm going to say that mine is probably right around like 25 to 2700 calories a day. Um, that's with working out three to four days a week. But for the most part, I actually have a sedentary job, which is kind of weird to think about. <laughs> um, and so like looking at around like 2700, we'll call it. When we look at a shake diet, um, I've seen it as extreme as 800. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen the normal average right around 15, 12 to 1500 calories on a diet that requires you to supplement most of your food. Like, right, it's like two shakes and a meal is yep. usually what it uh, equates so like to. 1500 calories total and then a 400 to 500 calorie meal. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, so you're at like, I mean, I've seen them end it. 1500 oh sure for the, the total day yeah and so if you took uh myself and we put myself into a thousand calorie deficit 
I don't want to be around for that. No, you don't. <laughs> I'm going to be a very angry person. Um, I'm also going to, uh, I imagine I'm going to experience a lot of brain fog. Mm-hmm. I'm going to experience a lot of just, uh, it will start as like the hangry, the, the rage anger. It will go into just like a full on like borderline depression fog um, that will happen with a, with a super restricted calorie intake um from there there's going to be this like at some point we have to increase those calories right because we'll get to like some weird things starting to happen so at some point we'll go from like 1700 to the standard american recommendation of 2000 calories right like every person in america is the same and we need 2000 calories so we're still in like a seven to eight hundred calorie deficit um, the energy is going to spike for about two to three weeks with the increase of calories. My body's going to be like, woo. And then we're not starving everybody. <laughs> Do all the stuff. We're going to get into a place where, uh, the possibility of, uh, well, we'll get into a place where muscle loss is pretty huge. And I imagine sleep is going to be infected, affected pretty drastically too. So now we get, um, disrupted sleep and we get, um, my body thinking we're in starvation because typically those are eight to 12 weeks uh, is the length of their program, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, three to six months roughly. So if I put myself in a, probably like an average of an 800 calorie deficit for uh, six to eight months, mm-hmm. my body's gonna think I'm starving. Mm-hmm. And when your body thinks it's starving, it stores energy, like it's literally its job because it is. It's its job to store energy, mm-hmm. right? Go ahead. Well, there's going to be a, another component of this too, is that um, through all that, the brain fog, um, you're going to just move slower and less than you n- otherwise normally would. Yeah. Because your bo- body's going to rob energy from you in little tiny ways. And so what was once your TDEE is actually going to lower itself to m- start to match what your... Uh, intake looks like yeah and so the body the body wants to stay exactly the same as it is right now yep we're something fancy called homeotherms we want to stay exactly how we are right now we don't really want to gain a lot of weight we don't really want to lose a lot of weight and with that we start to adapt to whatever we do and so if we're in that starvation we start to adapt and we have lower energy needs yeah, and so then the like the idea of working out becomes uh, mm, mm-hmm. so much more challenging, so much more challenging. I just don't really feel like I have the energy for it today. I just don't want to like I don't want to move. I know I'm gonna be I know I'm gonna be extremely sore from it tomorrow. Yeah, like, there's there's all of those scripts that start running in the head. The clone gets really loud. Yeah, because he's like, we should stay comfy. Yeah, and so you stay in that for a while. So you have two things that are happening there. Um, you have the less energy output Mm -hmm. and you have your body storing energy. So we're losing muscle mass uh, or increasing body fat because it's got to store it because we don't know when we're going to eat again. Um, And then just like the, the general malaise kind of hits in. Right. Yep. That's one of the big reasons we don't like supplements. (laughs) So then, uh, you know, at some point you're going to break that right it's not going to be sustainable you're going to be like this is i can't sustain this Mm -hmm. and you're going to go back to 
probably swing the other way to a 2,900 calorie diet. Yeah. Right? I just need food. I need food. I just want food. I'm, I'm done. I, I lost the weight, whatever. Hurrah, I'm going to celebrate. And then that celebrate turns into back to the same old lifestyle that you had before. And that's where that swing to the weight gain happens because what normally was 2,700 calories has now become 2,900 calories. And you've already lost muscle mass and increased body fat. So we're really looking at like the, the, the tidal wave of like, nothing works for me. Mm-hmm. Nothing ever works for me. I feel like I'm getting worse. Yeah. And that turns into, well, this is just how I am. Or, yep. you know, I'm just too old. My metabolism is too slow, which that can be a whole tangent of me that's a- talking of why that's a whole bunch of BS. <laughs> and it, because it's exactly what Sarah just talked about is, is that, when we lose muscle mass and we increase body fat, our energy needs change pretty significantly. Yeah. The caloric needs for a pound of muscle tissue versus the caloric needs for a pound of fat tissue. You know, the muscle needs nine calories per hour to sustain life. The pound of fat tissue needs three calories per hour to sustain life. Yeah. That's a pretty significant difference. Yep. And so when somebody's 40% body fat versus 20% body fat, that's a they're not even in the same realm as far as caloric needs go. This whole conversation is blowing my mind, to be honest with you. I love the timing of things. It's not really blowing my mind. We did an in-body this morning. Mm -hmm. I have just lived this life. 1,000% just lived this life. Not the supplement life, but I went from the, and I think this is something that happens to a lot of our people out there um, who are, I want to say like, uh, climbing the corporate ladder, owning their own business, moving and grooving. We don't eat, mm-hmm. and so it's very similar. Yeah, it's an it's a unstructured supplemental diet. Mm-hmm. Is what happens. I just cut out a meal, uh, and then for better or worse, I make up that meal somewhere. Yeah, or I don't. Yeah, right. Uh, like for the last probably six to seven months my lunch has been at three o'clock mm-hmm. my breakfast is at five in the a.m so, so dinner extended extended midday fast and then i eat at three o'clock and i'm done at seven o'clock and i need to be in bed at eight o'clock so dinner is like take it or leave it yep. um wow this is fun so when i looked at my body this morning my muscle mass is down and my body fat is up mm-hmm. and i was like uh I went through the same thing that everybody goes through, right? Like, oh, this is stupid. I own a gym. <laughs> Maybe everybody doesn't own a gym, but like. <laughs> like I should know better at this point. Like everybody gets to that point of like, I know what I should be doing. Why is, why is this so hard? Yeah. And so if you think you're like on an island on this, let me just tell you, you're not at all. Um, and so this is really fascinating to be talking about today, which wasn't planned based on the embody. Um, <laughs> it was just like, oh, we're processing this real time, everybody. Um, but one of the one of the fun things is this is a very small change, mm-hmm. right? It's a small change of eating lunch at lunchtime, eating enough lunch, and continuing with everything else. Yeah. I, pretty much my whole entire body composition changes by eating lunch at lunchtime. Or not, or 
it'll change the other way. Yeah, you, like it'll that. it'll start to go back to what it should be, right? Increase yeah. muscle mass, decrease body fat, and be back on the same track that we've been on for a very long time. Mm-hmm. That was really fascinating. Thank you for that. You're welcome. <laughs> um, to piggyback on you know, what we've been talking about uh, with some of that type of lifestyle. Yeah. Um, looking at the person who does do the the shake type of a diet, or the person mm-hmm. who's looking for, uh, you know, I've got my I've got my pre-workout, I've got my pre-workout stack, and I've got my post-workout stack. I have my my morning stack. Like yep. I've got thousands of dollars in supplementation that I take yep. to make expensive pee yep. for most of it. Yep. Um, there was a really cool quote from uh, Paul Check that I just stumbled across this week. Yeah. Uh, a paraphrase is that you know, looking at supplementation as our um, end-all, be-all, or our the thing that's the vehicle that's going to get us to where we want to be is like building a boat out of rotten wood and fastening it all together with golden nails. Mm. Yeah. And that's what the supplements are. Yeah. Can they be very, very beneficial for people who have very specific goals? Absolutely. Yeah. You know, we can name, name a handful of them off the top of our head that are really great and they're not necessary for most people, especially if you're eating whole foods and you're eating a variety of good foods like things like fish oil are not necessarily required if you have things like wild-caught salmon in your diet right you know it's not necessary you're you're getting those same types of um nutrients in your food choices yep like we have uh i i pick one up every single time that i'm at a national level weightlifting um competition is uh they always have a booth with usada there the Mm -hmm. anti-doping agency for the united states if you're unfamiliar uh they're the drug testing folks and they always to be one of those people i always think that's wild so fun (laughs) (laughs) just imagine you walking around in the khakis and the blue shirt with the clipboard and and i only did two events but i did a lot of home visits Yeah. yeah yeah that's a whole part of the thing yeah um they always have a, every single year, they update it every single year, uh, a nutritional guide of ways to replace your common supplements with, newsflash folks, food. Food, yeah. <laughs> you, you think you need creatine monohydrate every single time that you think about touching a barbell? You can get that in common foods. Yeah. Like, this is a weird one. I, I love pickled herring. I really like pickled fish. Okay. I don't know. Not up surprising here, for here most people. I feel people. like that's very common. Yeah. yeah. Not, not surprising for most people who know me. Yeah. Um, and some people are disgusted, whatever. But herring is a great natural source of creatine. Huh. Fun fact for the day, if you right? didn't know that. Um, but there are things that we can use to get that same sort of an effect, if that's what we're looking for. And we just get to eat real food, and we don't have to buy something separate. If you're traveling, you don't have to worry about, oh, I forgot my, my canister of... BCAAs or like whatever it is, I'm I'm, I'm gonna lose all my gains, bro. Yeah, like you can just have food and and have it do the same thing or similar. And this is like we can't express the truth of this for those that are training for lifestyle. Yes, for those that are training to enjoy life, play with their kids, play outside, go rock climbing, skiing, hiking, whatever it is. This is exactly what we're talking about Mm -hmm. you don't need to spend thousands of dollars in supplements 
you need to eat real food and sleep and follow the thing follow whatever nutritional platform works for you for longevity mm-hmm. again it's changing your approach from a diet to a lifestyle 100 percent. and then it, you just become a person that eats that way yeah i'm just a person that eats that way mm-hmm. yeah like you become the person that when you get invited out by your a friend group that is heavy drinking, eating pizzas and all those things, that you become that person that is able to tap out early or makes a different choice. Yeah. And or says, okay, I get my one slice of pizza. That's Feeling it. Good. I'm good. I'm fine. I yeah. can move on. Yeah. I'm going to have, I'm going to have some, or I... I ate a whole bunch of vegetables before I came here. Yep. Like, grilled them up on my grill. It was delicious and amazing. I'm going to have a slice of pizza to hang out and enjoy it. But I really just can't eat anymore. Yeah. And it, it it sounds weird, right? And yet, if you look around, I bet you have that friend. Well, it, it sounds weird because we just accept the other behaviors. Mm, there it is. Yeah. Yeah. And I... I I venture to guess all of us have that friend mm-hmm. and we can become that friend too. Then that friend has some support and that's even better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. When, when, when they have support, they're going to support you. Mm-hmm. It becomes normal as well. It becomes but, normal to do those things and say those things. That'd be so cool. Then the, the anomaly becomes the heavy drinking, eating way too much. Binge eating. Yeah. 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 And and looking looking at food and alcohol's way to um, cover up the things that we're afraid to ask for. That's a whole different podcast. We've talked about this in we passing have. from from time to time. Absolutely. But, yeah, to dive deep into it, that it's, that it can be a whole a whole subject on its own. Yeah. So some takeaways um, as we approach the holiday season and as we approach the new year, start thinking about like how do I eat. What makes me feel good? Can I sustain that for 10 plus years? If the answer is yes, go full send. Even if it's yes and you're like, I might need to tweak it a little bit. Like maybe you're a person that like keto is amazing for, right? Mm -hmm. But you're like, ah, I just love vegetables. Great. Do keto with vegetables. Mm -hmm. Right. There's, Um, there's, there's less of a one size fits all. And there's a, there's a myriad of approaches. Right. If counting your calories is your jam, get down on it. Do yeah. it. Count that stuff. Figure it out. Um, if if eating, uh, you know, intermittent fasting works for you and it keeps your hormones in check, by all means, dive in. And you can, everybody in the pool can still get to their goals. Yeah. Right? And know that if you're the person that's super excited about intermittent fasting and your friend tries it and it was awful, that's why. Mm-hmm. Right? It's just, it's maybe they're, idea of awesome is counting their calories and you're like <laughs> no thank you <laughs> i just need to give myself some fences i mean ultimately mm-hmm. when we talk about fad diets and things like that too is they're just different ways to trick you into getting in a caloric deficit the placebo effect is real though it is 100 so. uh, yeah. yeah yeah and so knowing that about yourself finding the things that do work for you yeah. and being open to trying things is is great Absolutely. And know that you're going to have to restrict something. So it's either going to be time 
it's going to be uh, straight. If you're counting, it's going to be calories, mm-hmm. right? And if you're not counting, it's going to be uh, more likely carbohydrates, mm-hmm. right? You're going to have to restrict something um, so that you can hit that deficit. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be a giant deficit. Two a small calories. deficit over a long period of time goes a long, long way. Long way. Yeah. Yeah. And it's the type of it's the type of thing that you don't even notice what's happening. Yep. Until you look back six months from now and you go, oh, I guess I have lost 30 pounds. Well, that's that's cool. weird. <laughs> like, oh, I gained muscle mass? Wow. Or you, you have the person in your life that you haven't seen in the six months and then they're like, what happened? Yeah. You're like a whole different person. You're like, oh, I didn't even notice. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty wild. Which is the best part. Yeah, Where for you're sure. Like, you're like, oh, reminded that all the things that I don't necessarily see the change on a day-to-day basis yeah just came through this all on a time scale absolutely yeah it's awesome um any last thoughts no this has been good yeah thanks for hanging with us for another ice house fit podcast drop us a review uh give us some likes share it with your friends we always love to get in front of more people with all of the things that we talk about on this podcast until next week i'm jeremy And I'm Coach Mo. And have an awesome day. Bye, everybody.